We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blue Wire. The Chicago Bulls select Kobe White. Levine with the runway. Welcome to Cash Considerations, a Chicago Bulls podcast. We're part of the Blue Wire Network. I'm Ricky O'Donnell. As always, I'm here with Jason Patton. Jason, we got some bad news on the Bulls today. Patrick Williams has suffered a severe, air quotes around that, left ankle sprain. (laughs) Going to be sidelined for four to six weeks at the start of the original injury, which happened on September 15th. We also got a little bit of an update on Kobe White. He's expected to make his full return in November. He's currently non-contact right now is the Bulls open training camp next week. Uh, so we don't know like when Kobe White's going to return, if it's going to be at the start of November, the end of November. But what you need to know is that Right now, he's still limited going into training camp. The Bulls also aren't going to have Patrick Williams in training camp or for any of the preseason or for the start of the season. Given the timeline, it looks like Patrick Williams is going to be out about the first five games of the regular season. Hold on. Hold up on that. Did you did you see Rob Schaefer's uh, addendum to the initial uh, tweet? Give it to the people, Jason. All right, yeah. So Bulls initially, like you said, four to six weeks they announced this. So initially, you read that and you assume four to six weeks from today. Rob Schaefer said he clarified with Bulls PR and that it is four to six weeks from when the injury happened, which was apparently September 15th. So based on that timeline, uh, if he's uh, back at the front end of that, he will not miss the start of the season. Uh, If he isn't at the back of it, he'll probably miss a couple games. So obviously a little bit better based on that clarification that our guy Rob Schaefer gave. I don't know why the Bulls didn't clarify that to begin with in their initial like press release thing. Like, uh, it, obviously it doesn't like, benefit them to make people think Pat's coming back soon. Yeah, I, I guess so. But four to six week injury now. Yeah. So Jason, what were your initial thoughts when you heard this? I yeah, right. In general, like, yeah, when I first saw it, I mean, definitely I, it's a huge bummer anyways. Uh, still is even with this clarified timeline, like I said, four weeks from nine 15 is October 13th, about a week before the opener. Still Patrick Williams did not have a normal like summer training camp going into his rookie season. He did play summer league this year, but now he's going to be out basically all of training camp will not get the preseason reps. 
Uh, and that just sucks for a young player who could obviously use all the d- development reps that he can get. Uh, obviously with Kobe out as well, that's you're down two of your young guys for training camp and those important reps in preseason. I'm sure Patrick Williams probably would have played a good amount in preseason. I would guess, uh, hopefully he does come back at the front end of this and he doesn't either doesn't miss any regular season games or he only misses like the opener, or maybe the first couple games. Uh, because obviously we don't want him to miss time. He played, he played what, like all but one game last year. Did he play every single game last year? Like he was a bit of an, a bull's iron man last season. Uh, but still again, just the development, it's a development time, especially just practicing with the guys, getting those reps since he's going to be the starter. I mean, he's, uh, he's going to be like, he's like that number five guy in there with Zach Vooch, Lonzo, Demar, and he's going to be that, that starting power forward. Uh, so that kind of stinks. Like, hope, and I guess you do always have to worry about something like this lingering. I mean, they say whatever, four to six week, weeks. We've seen times with it. Remember Denzel Valentine, obviously, whatever. All right, first of all, RIP Denzel's Bulls career. He is uh, now with the Cavs officially. Uh, he had like a weird ankle thing that turned into a reconstructive ankle surgery and he missed the entire season. Not that that's going to happen here with Patrick Williams, but I mean, they say severe ankle sprain. I mean, that's the kind of thing that you worry about maybe lingering into the season, even if he does come back or if he t- comes back and he tweaks it like that just kind of sucks. So you really just hope that he comes back. I've seen you don't want to rush him back, but he comes back healthy and doesn't bother him. Uh, it's just a huge bummer for young 19. What are, you know, he's 20 now, right? Uh, young player, either way, going into a second season, just having this development time cut off in training camp. So I saw Patrick Williams last night at the Chicago Sky game. I was there, and so were a bunch of guys on the Bulls. On one end of the baseline, you had Patrick Williams and Javante Green sitting next to each other. On the sideline, you had Kobe White and his brother sitting next to each other. On the other sideline, you had DeMar DeRozan. And all the Bulls guys got up at one point, and they took a photo, and it was a nice moment. And they the stadium recognized each of the guys uh, during, like, when they were talking about celebrity fans in attendance, and everyone clapped. And the sky kicked ass and they won and advanced in the playoffs against the Dallas Wings. They're now playing the Minnesota Lynx on Sunday, right after the Bears game. We're going straight from Justin Fields' debut into another single elimination playoff round for the sky, where if they win, they go into the conference finals and then it's a best of five series. So really exciting for the sky. Shout out to them for the big win last night, their first playoff win since 2019. That is how Candace Parker was rocking like a Ron Harper jersey, right? She was wearing a Ron Harper throwback to the game. I was really interested what she was going to wear because she wore a Walter Payton throwback to the last game. It's like, what sort of legend can supersede <laughs> Walter Payton in the jersey game? Well, Candace figured it out. It's Ron Harper. I think really well done, Candace Parker. So, uh, yeah, I saw Pat last night, and dude, at one point, like he, he walked over. Like I said, they all took a picture. He wasn't limping. And so I was really shocked when I saw the news. I'm like, did this like literally just happen this morning? But uh, Chuck Swirsky, I think, said that it was it occurred on September 15th. And it's a bummer for Pat because Pat this year. Yeah, he's going to be, you know, the fifth starter. And he's probably not going to be one of the five best players on the team. Because I think Caruso, just given where he's at in his career, will probably be like in the Bulls closing lineup instead of Pat. At least that's sort of what I'm projecting coming into the season. But Pat's going to have massive responsibility defensively. Pat is the linchpin that is going to hold this defense together. And if you're one of those people who thinks that like, some of the preseason doubt cast on the Bulls defense is totally overblown. I think that some of it rests on Patrick Williams being a really good 
defensive player for the Bulls. He's going to have way more responsibility on the defensive end than on the offensive end. And it's going to suck to not have him there in training camp and not have him there for all these practices at the yeah. start of the year when he should be building chemistry with his teammates of like, all right, you know, when Vooch is defending the pick and roll like this, like when he's the low man, these are his responsibilities. Uh, these are the cues he has to look for in terms of when to help, when to stay at home. He's going to have a lot of load on his shoulders in terms of defensive responsibility. Yeah. So it sucks. Him being hurt sucks. So, now so, you injuries are going to happen. Yeah. But doesn't it seem like the Bulls get hurt at the start of training camp every <laughs> single year? I mean, we had the Miritich Portis fight. We had D Rose getting his face dented. <laughs> There's been so many injuries. Little Lowry had that a few years Mark, ago. The same Markinen has had stuff. So it's it's a tough look for the Bulls. We knew Kobe White already was going to be injured and that he was going to be, you know, probably someone who's not in the opening day lineup. And now that's been confirmed. And Pat, it seems like won't either. And then the other thing that sucks too is like an ankle is just tough to come back from. It lingers, as you mentioned. And when he does come back, he's going to have to play himself into shape. He's going to have to yep. like shake off the rust. Right. And the Bulls' first 20 games of the season are really difficult. Like the first like four games are manageable and then it gets really tough. Yeah, so November is just brutal. It's brutal. So that's going to be when Pat's going to try to integrate himself back into the lineup coming off the injury. Uh, it's really unfortunate for him, but honestly, seeing him yesterday, I, I don't think he was wearing a boot. He wasn't. I wouldn't notice that. Uh, yeah, right. He wasn't walking with a limp. So I think Pat is going to come back relatively quickly. I think Pat's going to be just fine this year. But anytime you're missing practice time, dude, it's a bummer. And Pat's going to be missing some significant practice time. This yeah, year. and just especially important because they're working in all these new guys and he's right. a starter. They're like you're just getting that t- chemistry, that timing. Uh, it was the the lack of practice time, I think, was an issue last season. And obviously, that was an issue for everybody. But when the Bulls made the trades, uh, one of the talking points was, well, like, they were on, like, I think they had, like, a road trip right after the deadline. And with the, the condensed schedule, they just, like, couldn't practice and, like, get those reps in. Uh, and that's, yeah, that's, I think it's going to be an issue. So, so let's say Pat does miss, whatever, a few games. He's not back. Who is... In who is taking his place in the starting lineup? Yeah, is it, is it Caruso? We talk about how we think their best lineup has Caruso in place of Pat. But do you think that Billy would actually start Caruso in place of Pat, especially when you're considering that Kobe is also out? Or do you think maybe they Donovan would prefer to keep Caruso in like that energy role, the backup point guard spot? Maybe you start Troy Brown. Maybe you start Derek Jones Jr. Maybe you go a little bigger with like Alizé Johnson, or I, I don't know if like Stanley Johnson makes his team if you start him. Uh, who would you go with? Or I guess I, who would you go with and who do you think Donovan will go with? Sure. So I have no idea what Donovan's going to do. So I'll just say that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have any insight into that. Uh, I do think that Caruso is the best option, probably just because he's the best player. But I like keeping Caruso on the bench, personally. I think, you know, Caruso is going to be a bench guy all year. And he's going to be someone who, when he comes in, is going to play like a mania. Yeah. And I think just like the way you pace yourself as a starter and the way you pace yourself as a bench player is completely different. And you probably want Caruso to just get comfortable in his role from the jump. And his role is going to be coming off the bench and causing havoc defensively yep. and just like being a shot in the arm for the Bulls. So the guy I would start, who I don't think you mentioned, or maybe you did mention him actually, is Alizé. I'd start Alizé Johnson. Uh, you know, it's not a perfect solution. I like Alizé. He's like a 6'7", 6'8", 
forward. So he's not quite as big as Pat. Uh, he's not really known as defensive minded, but what Alizé is really good at is rebounding. So like he'll be able to finish off some possessions for you, which is vital. But the Vucevic Alizé front line is probably going to have some issues defending the pick and roll. It's going to have some issues with the lack of rim protection. So there's really no ideal answer here. Like someone like Derek Jones would provide a different sort of defense where he wouldn't provide as much defensive rebounding, but he probably would give you like more of a rangy defender with hops who could perhaps provide a little bit more shot blocking, but even he's not known as a shot blocker. So, right. uh, you know, he's this not very big spot. either. Yeah. I, I keep yeah. thinking Derek Jones Jr. is like six, eight. I think he's like six, five or six, six. Yeah. He's six, six. I was yeah. going to say, yeah, they, the bulls are all two guards who are playing four this year with <laughs> yeah. him and Burroughs. And, and, uh, yeah, I think that there's not a great answer. Four, this is the point I was going to make. Four was the position they're the weakest at yeah. coming into this season. Right. right? Like, and that's like, and that's most the big of your depth yeah. at the four this year is going to be DeRozan sliding to that position yeah. from the three. So it's it's a tough spot for the Bulls to be in. Get well soon, Pat. And it just stinks because this is when the team's supposed to gel. And he's going to be, you know, a big part of the team. And hey, like, yeah, I mean, we were just having like good vibes. Like nothing was really happening with the Bulls. Like no drama. We knew Kobe was going to be out, but other than that, no drama. Like there's goofy stuff happening around the league. But we were feeling good vibes about the Bulls with increased talent, no drama. And now Patrick Williams is out four to six weeks. Definitely just a huge bummer. Uh, and just have to hope that nobody else gets hurt. Uh, Billy will have to do the staggering lineups figure out how, who he's going to start and then how he's going to stagger these lineups. The depth, if Pat does miss some time, will be tested pretty early here, seeing how Billy, who Billy chooses to put in the rotation and how those minutes shake out. Again, I'm sure there'll be, again, a lot of staggering with, with DeRozan, with Zach, with Vooch, with Lonzo, with those, with those top four guys. Uh, we'll have to mix and match the lineups and try to just make it work if, if Kobe and Pat are both out to start the season. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Um, speaking of those top four guys, uh, the, pl- the player ranking things has been going on this week. ESPN and SI did their player rankings. And those t- top four guys I mentioned all got spots in uh, on both of those lists. Obviously Zach was number one. I believe he was 29 in SI, like 33 in ESPN. Vooch was like 39th in both. 
DeRozan, I think, was 42 in one of them and 45 in another. And then I think Lonzo was like 50-something in one and like 76 in another. So he had the biggest gap. Uh, Ricky, you said you were just talking about this with our guy, Kevin Farrigan, yeah, so right? Kevin has relaunched his podcast, Dennis Podman, uh, for this season. And I just joined Kevin. So you can go subscribe to Dennis Podman, which is going to be Kevin. He's also going to have Brian Schroeder on as a regular co-host for him this season. Two guests we've often had on Cash Considerations. Uh, and Kevin and I just talked for over an hour about the player rankings. <laughs> Turns out we're pretty upset that Zach Levine's ranked number 34, Jason. I bet you find that hard to believe. But Clay Thompson being ranked ahead of Zach Levine, CJ McCollum being ranked ahead of Zach Levine. What are you guys doing? And I get it from a certain point of view where it's like, all right, the Bulls are trash until proven otherwise. The Bulls the last four years have had the worst record in the league. Levine hasn't had these opportunities to prove himself in a showcase environment. The Bulls can't even get a national TV game this year, Jason let alone right i got a couple uh, that's you know, it like get some <laughs> respect for levine's the top 30 player in the league coming in but i thought that there are a lot of guys in those rankings who zach levine is better than who are ranked higher than him uh i'm not gonna get too up in arms about it i mean i could do performatively right. but it's sort of my true response is sort of like who cares like levine yeah, has to win games has been my levine has to prove it again yeah and he has a shorter track record of being an elite player than a lot of these other yeah. guys. these other guys have that's Longer track record to be an elite player. Levine's case rests on one year. So go listen to that podcast. Kevin and I broke it down quite a bit. But then there were some other guys uh, on the ESPN list who are Bulls. I thought it was nice to see Vooch recognized as a top 40 player. Vooch had a Julius Randle. Julius Randle was all NBA last year. Again, Vooch, longer track record of success than Julius Randle, who's kind of a one-year flash in the pan to this point. Julius Randle will again have the opportunity this year to show that you know, he's a top 35 player in the league, whatever it is. Uh, DeMar DeRozan comes in at number 45. Seemed a little high, but pretty impressive with that. We love to see it. And Lonzo Ball on ESPN, 57. He was 76 in the SI list. So big split over opinion on Lonzo Ball. No surprise given sort of the uh, polarity. Polarizing skill nature. Set. Of him. Yeah, yeah, the polarizing nature of his skill set. So. Pretty, pretty good effort for the Bulls, all things considered. Uh, but, yeah, man, Zach, a little underrated. He's going to show him. Zach can make All-NBA this year. Zach could uh, – Yeah, I think – He could really ascend to pretty high heights this year. He's just got to – He's just got to do it when people are watching. Right, exactly. Uh, like, yeah, I would – Like, I would put him probably – I think it would be fair to put him, like, top 25-ish. I totally do get why, compared to a lot of those peers that we always talk about, that he's behind them. I get it. The track record. He's gotten better every year in Chicago. Last year was the first just like really, really, really good season. He had like the couple of years before that he was pretty good, but the bulls were just like so crappy and like his numbers were solid, but not great. But last year was like, I mean, legitimate great stuff from him. And I really don't think there's like a reason that he's going to like regress a lot. Like I could see his efficiency coming down maybe a little bit, but if he's at least putting up similar numbers and the bulls are winning a lot of games, uh, I think you definitely see like next year him starting in the top 25 to top 20 ish range. And you mentioned the stuff about like not getting worked up. I definitely do that as well. Like, I feel like there was a day, uh, there used to be a time where I used to get really angry about rankings. You're like a this, homeowner but, now. Uh, they Jason, make those, you have more to worry about. <laughs> they, they have, these rankings are basically made to piss people off. And now like, there's like an agenda against the bulls or anything. Again, like the bulls just haven't won anything and they've been trash and like, and that's been my reaction to like all these things, all these, like you got to win games for Zach to get that recognition for sure. 
The one thing that I did, I pointed out on Twitter that I did think was kind of crazy was just on ESPN, the gap at least between him and Bradley Beal was uh, like 22 players. Zach was 33. Beal is 11. Uh, I know Beal did put up like 31 points a game last year pretty efficiently, but uh, 11th in the league seems just super high for him. I mean, he's been a ve- he's a very good player. I am not trying to slander Bradley Beal here at all. Like, I would put him firmly top 20. SI had him at 15. I think that's probably a bit more, a bit closer, a bit better at least. But, I mean, there's just no way there's that big a gap between Zach Levine and Bradley Beal this season. I mean, you can argue that Zach Levine was better, had a better individual season than Bradley Beal did last year based on efficiency, based on a lot of the all-in-one metrics out there. Uh, you can argue that. I would not put Zach ahead of Bradley Beal yet. Again, I think he's got to prove it again this season. The Bulls have to win some games. Uh, but they are at least in the ballpark, very close. I think there's some of it might be a matter of preference at this point. Like Beal has the track record. Zach does not yet. But there's just no way there's that much gap between those two players at this point. Just based on what happened last season, based on Zach's trajectory, there just, just isn't. And it's that was the one thing I thought was like kind of ridiculous. Uh, the Clay Thompson stuff, like Clay Thompson's obviously awesome, but the dude's coming off two yeah. season ending. Kevin and I ranted a lot I about mean, even, Clay Thompson. That that's bad. Like even like, and Clay is just awesome in general. The perfect fit with the Warriors, but even like healthy. I mean, healthy Clay, two way player, and obviously championship pedigree. He's done it in huge moments. But like, if you swapped like a healthy Clay Thompson and put him in Zach's spot on the Bulls, like, I'm really curious like how much better they would actually be. I guess defensively, probably he would help them. I wouldn't trade like, the Rose. Clay can't play. dribble, so like, I, I I don't know, like that, but but it's like, like I'd be fine with it if it was if this was like Pete Clay Thompson, uh, coming at whatever winning championships, fine. This is Clay Thompson coming off an Achilles and an ACL. Like, there's just no way Clay Thompson, and like I think they take into account like who's going to have the better season this year. Clay Thompson's not going to be back until Christmas, so like, and then he's going to like be working off rust. Like, I don't know how you can justify play at all over a sec. I, now I'm getting worked up about this, even though I said I just don't get worked up. Like, and I love Clay Thompson, but uh, that's, ins- I think that's pretty wild. I thought CJ McCollum at like, I think he was at 30 on ESPN. I think CJ over Zach is Crazy. Also pretty Crazy wild. It's CJ's CJ's really good. Great. Really great. Second banana. But I mean, even then, like I was shocked uh, to see CJ that high. I mean, go listen yeah. to Podman. Cause we went over all this Dennis Podman is yeah. podcast, but Yeah. I mean, what I said there is that, like, obviously, if you're like, you would love to trade CJ McCollum for Ben Simmons if you're Portland, right? Like, that seems like a no brainer to me. Whereas the Bulls, yeah, I mean, some of that is also just the fit, I think, with Dame. Dame's true. such a bad it's defender. True, of course. Simmons helps cover that up. And I mean, Dame and CJ have been together for so long, and they both just, they can both get buckets, but their, their backcourt defense is just so bad. And like last season, they were just like historically bad. And I think part of it is, those two guys, I know, I know CJ did miss a bunch of time and CJ did have a really nice year last year when he was healthy. He was awesome. It's not, he's not, he's not, not better than Zach. Just, just not like, I would firmly play CJ probably top 40. Maybe you can give me top 35, but like, I'll even, even just swap Zach and CJ put CJ at 33, Zach at 30. You just can't tell me that CJ is going to have a better season Love it. this year. So no, Fully agree. Uh, I think those were my only like real complaints. And even like looking at those other lists, I think you can make arguments for Zach over like those other guys. Like on the ESPN list, it was like it was Clay, and then like Russ was right there. I think Simmons was there. Uh, I think John Morant. John Morant was pretty high, and 
John Morant's awesome, but he's also got some pretty serious flaws. I think just the fact that he can run a team as a point guard, that probably really helps him. And if they expect him to have such a huge season, I get it. And then like the other, some of Zach's peers, you had like Booker was it like 15 or 16, I think. And like Mitchell was top 20 in one of them. I think like 24 in the other. I get it all. Those guys have been, now have been in successful teams making good playoff runs. I really don't have that big of an issue with those guys there. So again, bottom line, if, if Zach Levine has another big season like he did last year and the Bulls win 40-some games, maybe you get to the playoffs, maybe win a playoff series, Zach Levine could be in that top 20 next year. And that's, I think, bottom I line. It. Uh, yeah, I think that's about it. We just wanted to come here, do this emergency pod, talk about Patrick Williams' injuries, a bummer, talk about these player rankings. But uh, it's the weekend. It's Friday night recording us recording this, this right now. So happy weekend. We get last weekend before training camp. So tra- media day is Monday. And then training camp opens the next day. Like you said, Chicago Sky have a playoff game. You said that's Sunday, Sunday night. So we got some playoff basketball Sunday in Chicago. Right after and, Justin yeah, Fields' debut. It, Justin Fields debut. The Chicago White Sox just clinched the AL Central Division. So, congrats to your White Sox, Let's Ricky. Uh, hopefully, that they can make a deep run themselves. Even, even as a Cubs fan, uh, I can't root against the White Sox. They're a really fun team. They've been befallen by injuries this season and have still ran away with the division, even though the division was crap. But uh, hopefully, they are healthy and okay for the playoffs and they can make a deep run. You never know in the MLB playoffs, but uh, they certainly have the talent to, to win it all this year. So, hopefully, they do. Uh, that'll do it for us here at Cash Considerations. As always, shout out to the Blue Wire Network. Shout out to all the great Blue Wire pods across the network. We got NFL, we're, we're, we got great sports stuff going on right now. We got training, NBA training camps open up. We got NBA, MLB playoffs coming up, like I just mentioned with his White Sox. We got NFL season uh, in full swing. We got the WNBA playoffs. Please go check out all the great podcasts all across the Blue Wire Network. Blue Wire is blowing up. We got our uh, we got our studio out there in Vegas now that people are recording from. It looks really awesome. So again, shout out to Blue Wire, all the great, all the great stuff out there for us here at Cash. Uh, as always, please rate and review us. Give us those five star ratings on Apple or wherever you listen to your podcast. We're also on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, all those great places. Uh, on Twitter, please hit us up. Let us know what we're doing as well. Ask us questions, give us comments, whatever. I'm at Bulls underscore J. Ricky is at S underscore Ricky. And that is all for us. Again, media day next week. We'll talk to you guys next time about that. Take it easy, guys, and have a good weekend. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.